1: name is Konstantinos Apostolopoulos, and for obvious reasons, I go by Khan or Coach Khan. It's a lot easier to remember. Uh, I'm an expert in change management and performance improvement. I have my own HR consulting firm by the name of Thresh Biz Solutions, and I am honored to be the friend and co-writer of Dr. Ilya Guguris, with uh, which we wrote the book, uh, Seven Keys to Navigating a Crisis, a Practical Guide. Gap- to dealing, emotionally dealing with pandemics and other disasters. Doc?
0: Thank you. Uh, thank you, Coach. Uh, I'm Dr. Elia Gregorius, uh president and founder of the Happiness Center and uh, international uh, keynote speaker. I get a chance to travel the world and speak about happiness and wellness and the number one best-selling author of the book, Seven Paths of Lasting Happiness. And this is my second book that I co-authored with uh, my good friend, Coach Kahn. And uh, obviously very timely. We, we were very uh, strongly impressed to write this book now, not wait until next November or 2021, and to try to help as many people as we can. And we got it out in May. And ever since then, we have an interview, radio, television, podcast, webinar every single day for the last two months. It's been crazy. Crazy. So tell us why you guys decided to write this book.
1: Well, the big thing about this was, as Dr. Elia said, we wanted to help people. First and foremost, it was an opportunity for us to be able to kind of give back. Um, at a time of crisis like this, you look around and you say, okay, what can I do to lift others up? What can I do to offer something? And from our skill set of expertise in positive psychology and change management, um, this is a crisis, and it's actually not just one, but multiple crises. So we're dealing with four compounding issues at the same time. We've got COVID-19 impacting us physically. We have the emotional and mental fallout from that with an increase of about 800% in the first few months following the crisis of people reporting problems, mental health issues, anxiety, stress, depression. We have the, the forced pause now on the economy has created a situation where now we're dealing with financial insecurities and problems, unemployment, underemployment, and fourth, we have the rising racial um, and, and social risk right now uh, injustices that are happening that are, that are creating so much stress and problems in our communities. So with that in mind, we decided that, you know what, we need to find a way to give back to people, to help them, they get enough of the statistics, they get enough of all of this other information, what they need is practical advice about how to cope with things and how to get to the other side in a better way. Doctor, you want to add anything? Remind you,
0: James. Yeah, I was going to say, mind you, James, that human beings, we're very resilient by nature. We've handled other crises before. Um, certainly not in our lifetime, a crisis like the pandemic. Uh, we probably have to go back to the Second World War when we had a world crisis like this. So we can handle one or two crises at the same time. But it's very difficult when you have four crises happening simultaneously. And that's not taking into account perhaps any personal crisis like a relationship issue or a divorce or a health of a child or whatever. We're not even counting those. So that's why people are overwhelmed and stressed. Um, like Coach said, the depression, anxiety, and stress is at an all-time high, 800%. These are the statistics as of the end of May. We don't have the June statistics yet. And mind you, these are all new people. These are not people that had pre-existing conditions. These are people that, as a result of the pandemic, are really, really struggling. And uh, that's why we got the book out, and it's helping people a lot. It's critically acclaimed. But we're just getting started. We want to spread the message far and wide. And it certainly has been spread beyond the United States. We've had interviews with India, with Greece, with Holland, uh, with South Africa. So the demand... This is not an American issue, I guess is what I'm saying. It's a global issue. So, uh, incredibly well written. Tell me a little bit about uh, the writing process for the book. Well, no. <laughs> <There's more.
1: laughs> go, go ahead, Doc. I mean, you, you, little well, say... much this. It's all your fault.
0: Well, yeah, I had a very strong impression in mid March that I uh, need to get a book out, and I called my writing partner. Coach Khan and I write for Ariana Huffington's uh, Thrive Global uh, platform, so we were used to writing together. And I said, uh, "Khan, we've got to get this book out. I'm going to start writing tomorrow morning. Are you in or are you out? And without hesitating, he says, I'm in. And, and uh, the message was very clear. we got to get this book out in 45 days. Now, mind you, my first book took three years to write. So getting a book out in 45 days from conception to actually publication is insane. But we did nothing it- – Eat the Sleep, No Sleep, Breathe, you know, uh, the book. We got it out May 1st, the, the e-book. Uh, the, the paperback came out a few days later, and it's been nonstop ever since. But there's a reason for that. We have a great team collaboratively. I'm a big-picture guy. Uh, Coach Khan is his attention to detail almost to a perfectionistic, uh, you know, degree. There was no ego involved whatsoever. If he has a good idea, great. If I have a good idea, good. And uh, we just—it was a, truly a collaborative effort. Otherwise, you, you, there's no way you can get a book out in 45 days. It's not even physically uh, feasible. So that's how we got it done. Yeah.
1: yeah, and when you add to that, James, then the fact that you know our background kind of lends itself, as I mentioned, uh, from my perspective, I've built—I—I I, my expertise is in helping organizations, teams, leadership uh, deal with change that impacts them, whether they're driving it or not. From Dr. Elio's perspective, he has a positive psychology and a background and the ability to help. He's helped people individually deal with a lot of personal crises, but he's also been there as have I following other crises in the past. Um, Dr. Elio hasn't said it, but he is certified by the the Red Cross to deal with a lot of problems from a psychological standpoint following a crisis. He went to Haiti after the earthquakes um, 20 years ago when Columbine happened. He was there helping a lot of the students and the faculty after that. From my perspective, I've lived through a number of those different disasters. I went to uh, New Orleans after Katrina as part of our organization to help a little bit in our own way with the rebuilding process there. So we've seen the devastation that happens after a big crisis. But this, like we said before, is one of those situations where it's really, really on a whole other scale.
0: This book and the is, difference, I think, go ahead. With, go ahead. yeah, with COVID is that there's no there's no end in sight. Like most crises have a beginning, a middle, and an end. Uh, you know, you get hurricane warnings, for example, it's coming, it's coming, it gets there, it makes landfall, it's destructive. It, you know, but then then it passes. With this, there's no end in sight. We were told that come summertime, the pandemic is not going to be able to survive. It's going to diminish because of the heat and so on. That's not true. We have more cases now than we've ever had before. And there's no true end in sight. They're talking about a second wave in the fall, September, or maybe even November when the flu season begins. So people like to know, James, if I told you, James, the pandemic will end October 31st on Halloween, there'll be no nothing else after that. You could say, man, I've already endured three and a half months of this mess. I think I can do it. If I have a target date, I think with the help of others, we've got to help one another, uh, I think we can do it. When there's no end in sight, we're no longer running a marathon. We're, we're running an ultra marathon, So that's what makes it so difficult to handle. We've got two great guests joining us today. They join us live here on Skype Audio to discuss this incredible, incredible new book. So what do you want readers to take away from your writing this great book, gentlemen?
1: Well, I think the first thing that they need to remember is there is hope. Yes, there's a lot of problems, but we've overcome problems in the past and we will overcome this one as well. There is hope and there is a way to build our emotional resilience um, if we tap into the positive side of ourselves and Follow the simple seven keys that we have in the book. They will help uh, your audience. They will help the readers be able to build that emotional muscle that they need to kind of guide them through the process. The book is written in a very simple format, easily to consume, and with very practical advice after each chapter of what they can do to really help them and help themselves and in turn help others.
0: Doc? No, no I have nothing. You? Yeah, I think that's yeah. I, I have nothing to add, actually, other than you, you said it perfectly right. I do want to share with the audience, however, that there are typically four personality types when dealing with a crisis, and the first one is what we call the victim, which is why is this happening to me? You know, they, they're just obsessed, they're depressed, uh, they feel like they're getting picked on. So that's the victim. The second one is the critic. And the critic, regardless of what the federal, state, or local governments, or the World Health Organization, or even the UN says, they criticize everything. For example, James, you should wear a mask when you go outside, always. Well, that's stupid. Okay, never wear a mask when you go outside. Well, that's stupid too. (laughs) In other words, no matter what comes up, they criticize it. Then we have the third personality type, which is called, we like to call them the bystander. A good person, mind you, but someone who's overwhelmed and frozen in fear, the deer with the headlights look and really does not know what to do, and therefore does nothing. And that's what these first three types have in common. They offer no solutions, uh, no positive outlook, no moving forward. Then we get to the fourth type, which, which we call the, the navigator. And that's the premise of this book. And the navigator, of course, begins with a positive attitude, like Coach Khan said, tries to self-care from the get-go, and takes care of him or herself by, uh, emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually is aware of their environment, and relies on their intuition, is flexible and adaptable. And this is a key point. There's no way we can go through this crisis and do the same things we used to do in the past and expect to have successful results, because this is a whole different world. So we must be flexible and adaptable. And then, of course, you know, they prepare for the crisis, they take initiative, and they move into action, and ultimately, they provide service and kindness to those around them, because... Their, their batteries are full, and they have the ability to help somebody else who's less fortunate than they are. And in essence, those are the seven keys to navigating a crisis. And um, one more thing I wanted to add, too. All four of those personalities, by the way, exist within each human being, just so we're clear. So when this whole thing came down, I had speaking engagements throughout the world. They all got canceled, James, one after another, back to back to back. Hey, did I feel like a victim and the poor me? You're darn right I did. And have I been critical of, you know, several decisions that the government has made? I have. However, we don't want to stay stuck in those. Be the critic for an hour, get it out of your system, and then pivot and become a navigator and begin to move forward with your life successfully. If you want to feel like a victim, do that for an hour or two, but you don't want to stay stuck there because that's not – you're not happy, number one, that way. And we're asking people not only to navigate, not only to just survive the crisis, but we believe you can actually thrive through a crisis. This whole book was a, a result of Coach Cotten and I navigating through our initial shock and think, what can we do? We hadn't planned on writing a book in 2020. That wasn't the case. But we – so I feel like this is important for your audience to hear. We, we, you don't have to stay stuck. And by the way, there's a huge difference between danger and fear. If somebody comes up to you and I and they cough in our face, that's dangerous. I mean, that's not a political statement, that's a factual medical statement. However, fear is not your friend. Fear is paralyzing, fear is debilitating, and you don't want to make decisions, life decisions or even business decisions based on fear. So let's separate those two. Respect the danger and be mindful of that and and protect yourself in whatever ways you you know how. But don't give in to fear because uh, then your life will be miserable. Well, to wrap up here with you guys, uh, my next guest is calling. I've got to go before we do that. Uh, how do we find you guys online? Get your book, everything else.
1: Well, the book is available on Amazon and Kindle and in paperback right now. It's easy to get to. If you want to find us, you can either use our websites www.freshbizsolutions.com or thehappinesscenter.com, or look us up under Coach Khan or the Happiness Doctor on uh, LinkedIn. You can find us there.
0: Fantastic. Well, I appreciate the time. Thanks for being with us, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank and, you. And uh, we are going to go to a break. we got our next guest coming up. <laughs> No bridge connectivity very prohibited by law. Equal plus terms and conditions apply. Let's details.